This is false and defamatory, the impact of defamation and weaponized social media. Trigger warning. This podcast discusses topics related to emotional abuse, gaslighting, verbal abuse, threatening language, cyberbullying, intimidation tactics, and thoughts of self-harm which may be triggering for some listeners. The content includes descriptions of manipulative behavior, psychological distress, body shaming, online harassment, and other forms of abusive behavior and emotional trauma. Please take care of yourself and consider your mental and emotional state before listening. If you need support or someone to talk to, please seek help from a trusted friend, family member, or mental health professional. Thank you for listening. Last episode, we went over a live video that was made on March the 10th of 2022. And now we're just three days later, uh, March 13th of 2022. And so the defendant has been alleging that Her husband is in cahoots with H&I to try and destroy her life and her business. And she has been elaborating on that after she made the last live video where the entirety of the video was to go over her false and defamatory narrative, including this new narrative that her husband was colluding with H&I. She made a story and said, yes, I know I just spilled a lot of tea go back and listen. She shared the live on her Instagram and then says, by the way, there's a huge sell on my website right now. So it has been very customary for her, a pattern, a very recognizable pattern for her to talk about a lot of drama, get a lot of engagement and viewership, and then use that to build sales. And I've called it before defamation for profit. And that is just a pattern that I have noticed. And the videos where she is perpetuating her false and defamatory narrative, and she is going into a lot of drama have much higher viewership than the videos where she is just hosting a sale on its own. And so she has learned that the drama impacts her sales in a positive way. And so she continues with that business tactic. Unfortunately for the defendant, defamation for profit is not a legitimate business tactic as evidenced by her loss in this lawsuit because she used her selling platform to defame me since November of 2020. On March 13th of 2022, the defendant made the following Facebook post. I'm not even mad anymore. I feel sorry for pathetic people, covert, passive aggressive, narcissistic people, but not sorry enough for it to distract from the joy I feel from knowing I was right and wasn't crazy. I could spin around the room with joy. I know now that it's being called gaslit to think I was losing my mind, telling me I didn't see what I saw, that what it looked like repeatedly wasn't what it was, saying one thing to my face, but then actions that explicitly said something else. I encourage you that if you were ever in the situation that I was, listen to your gut and don't back down. Get away from people who are telling you you don't see things you do and you will regain so much clarity. If I cry now, it's because I'm so frustrated that I was so stupid for so long. Not because I'm sad. I was sad because my dad was dying while this was happening. I was sad because it didn't make sense. I was sad because I loved people who were mentally and emotionally abusive. I have control now. No one else. I make choices and suddenly the world is so much clearer. And I always said, I get sad, then I get mad, then I get over it. And over it is where others can no longer have control. Can I get an amen? 
and logic universe my profanity. So the defendant has said that her husband would say the phrase that he lives in logic universe. And so there she is making a reference to that. And the most disturbing thing about this post really isn't what she's saying because it's not necessarily anything new. The most disturbing thing about this post is that my student's mom commented on this post as she has in others. And seeing that person actively commenting in support of the defendant with this false and defamatory narrative is just very chilling for me. And honestly, I'm still not over it. And I'm very glad that there was never a complaint filed at my school or anything like that. But it was very jarring to see this happening as I was reviewing this footage. Not exactly in real time. I would get footage mm, a few weeks later, maybe a week or two later. If there was something really bad, I would get it the next day or a couple of days later. And so seeing this was just very disturbing for me. And I've said before, as soon as I saw the footage, I immediately contacted my school administration and told them what was going on. And I've said in a prior episode, they were insanely supportive. I could not, I was not prepared. No one could have prepared me for how supportive they were. They fully supported me and even alerted our SROs on campus so that our school police officers would know what was going on so that if anything crazy happened or anybody tried to get crazy, that I would be protected, the school would be protected and supported. During this time, the defendant has gone on a cruise and she has said in prior episodes that she was going on this cruise so that she could write down her timeline and gather some documents for her attorneys. So this live video from March 13th of 2022, the defendant is on her cruise. Anyways, I wrote a bunch of stuff down today, <sighs> timeline of events and all that stuff. And then I was tired of being sad and crying. That's why my eyes are a little bit puffy. So I'm not gonna wear um, mascara tonight because, oh, just writing it down just makes it like gross, you know? Well, I'm having a good makeup day. Also, I just wanna know, like how do you really think you're gonna get away with all this? Oh. So, but that's why I came here anyways, was to write it all down and put it all in a timeline. And it's just very hard because it makes you wanna throw up. Oh so annoying so i took a really hot shower till the water stopped being hot and then i uh put my little notebook down like i write key points on a notebook and then i type it in my laptop so my hands don't work very good so writing down in a notebook but you gotta like because if you're writing it all down on a piece of paper you can only like scroll up and down so much and i wrote like seven pages and i'm literally like in like month three so Ugh. It's gross, too, because when you, like, write it all down, you figure out when it started, and you're just like, oh, so gross. So in this clip, she's talking about how she had written a bunch of stuff down today, and then she was tired of being sad. And so she's saying that she has seven pages, and she's only in month three. Once again, I would like to point out, nothing else was ever turned over. And so if she was writing down and gathering evidence, she would have an ongoing responsibility to turn that over or produce it in this lawsuit and nothing was ever turned over. She also says, did you think you were always going to get away with this? And that's just another intimidation tactic. And once again, there's nothing to get away with. This is all fabricated lies that she has made up. Then the following day, the defendant made another live video on March 14th. I love him. I will love him till the day I die, but it has just gone too far. So 
Now I will fight back on this cruise so I can earn the money to pay for these ridiculously expensive attorneys because I ain't got no dollars because it just disappeared out of my bank account. Uh, and I went to the police station and we sat there and she told the cops that she was terrified of Crystal and that she, her mom slept in her bed at night because she was so scared of her and that she had told her specific things that were on that blog that only she would know. So, and that she logs in and talks to herself. Logs in, logs out, has multiple profiles, all that stuff. Do people have blogs about me? Girl, where have you been? It's been a decade. I have more pages than like people with a million followers, which never made sense because I'm not famous. I'm not a famous blogger. I'm not any of those things. But it makes sense if it's one person logging in and out and talking to herself multiple times a day. I know. It's okay. Yeah, she records all these lives and then they end up at court, <laughs> like in my court document. So I don't even have to like remember what I say because... It all comes back in a, did you say this? Yes, it's true. These are all my opinions based off my personal experiences. I found out on the troll blogs I was even getting a divorce. I, here I am flying as dumb as out to California. Had no idea. But really, I was figuring out more of what was happening. And the more I figured out, the more I ended up figuring out everything. And the more I figured it out, the more anger there was and the more weirdness there was and the more I was like oh this is what it looks like and I was kept being told no no and it was really yes yes so I have not had to worry about a single thing all week long and I'll unblock it when I get off the boat I'm sure he wishes his little message on social media would have gone over a little better than it did but all it did was piss people off and make them more mad oh my god I can't breathe and I don't know where the remote is oh my god uh, I don't know who he's with. I just know that he got more mad about the fact that I took her out of my will than he did that I was being stalked by Crystal. So, like, the lawsuit with Crystal, he had no response to it, never helped me figure anything out, didn't do anything at all to help me with any of it. He didn't even print the website till May, and the lawsuit started November. And But I'll tell you, the minute that I told him that I took out of my will he got so freaking mad about it and i was like you understand you're getting way more mad about me taking her out of my will which is so weird to me than you even had a reaction at all about crystal suing me this doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense at all and then when he put crystal as his witness list on his witness list with her with that was very very odd to me like wow that is people who would be good witnesses for your good parenting because crystal have never said a good word about him at all in their entire lives to me, literally, period, ever. So at the beginning of this clip, she talks about how she is showing everyone all of these clothes. And while she's on this cruise, she is going to make all this money to help her pay for these expensive attorneys and to help her fight back. And so she's brought a lot of seemingly new arrivals that she's going to be showing while she's on this cruise. And so sometimes she says that she didn't want to tell everybody what was going on because she didn't want sympathy orders. Obviously, we know that's not the case, but here she's blatantly saying, I'm going to use all of my sales to pay for expensive attorneys. She also says that she has no money and that's why she needs to sell all of this to pay for these attorneys because it all just disappeared from her bank account. She has documented her own heavy spending for years on her social media profiles. She will show herself out shopping. And additionally, I made cash projections that alerted her that there was going to be an issue in the future. That's what a cash projection is based off of forecasted incoming sales plus what money is going out. I saw concerns. 
And she has said that those were fake, but now she's openly admitting that all of her money disappeared. Once again, she brings up this narrative that when she and H went to the police station, that H told them that I had all these profiles and logged in and out. And that is not what happened at the police station. I would like to just recap. We've seen it before, and I would like to just recap it again. There were statements taken from the police video with H that were put in the defendant's response to H's intervention in the lawsuit. So her attorney would arguably choose the most incriminating statements that H had made and put them in that response. I would like to point out that when H went to this police station, she had been told that the FBI had already confirmed that I was nine profiles on GOMI. She had also been lied to by the defendant, and the defendant admitted this on body cam footage, that the defendant had IP addresses linking me to these profiles on GOMI. And so any statements that H made was under that premise and based off of that information. And in this document, these are the statements that H made that the defendant's attorney included in their answer to H's intervention in the lawsuit. Also, while this was happening, H was in her early 20s. H met the defendant when she was 17 years old. And so the defendant is telling her this. The defendant has been a prominent figure in her life since childhood. And so these are the statements that H made at the police station. Question, do you believe Crystal is doing these blogs? H answers, I believe that the person who is posting has too much information that she knows to not be her or someone close to her. Then H says, Crystal has made comments. You just don't want to mess with me in Wise County or I'll get away with anything in Wise County. Question, do you think the information you've talked to Crystal about is what's getting put on these blogs? H answers, I think that information she has received whenever she was working here and a mix of whatever she is finding on the defendant's social media and with a few people that she talks to, including me, is definitely being posted like the voting thing. Then H goes on to say, Crystal talked a lot about her salary and how she wasn't happy with it and that it wasn't enough. Crystal is always wanting praise for the things that she did. Question, do you know now that Crystal is doing those blogs? H answers, there's been situations brought to my attention as far as what time the defendant voted and stuff like that. I think whenever she was voting, I was going through the blog and I took a screenshot of something and it's something that somebody would not know unless they are on the inside. And so I can concur that it would be her. H also says, Crystal's been there for however long and has obviously been watching defendants every move for however many years before that. H was told to print out 20 of Crystal's posts that H thinks are Crystal and then tell them why she thinks they are. And H responded with, okay. So H didn't say any of that. H just said, okay. And then H says, I just don't want to get in trouble for things I told her because I wasn't ever trying to be malicious because I would have literally cut her off. So these are the statements that H made at the police station that the defendant's attorney thought were incriminating enough to include in the answer to H's intervention in the lawsuit. Nowhere does H say that Crystal logs in and out and talks to herself. That was the defendant's narrative that she lied to H to get H to believe, to even make the statements that she did make. And when she's talking about the voting thing, I have covered this in prior episodes. Apparently, what time the defendant voted was posted on the internet. However, that is public record. H didn't know that at the time. I didn't even know that at the time. But that's what she's referencing there. So the defendant saying this is what happened at the police station is a major exaggeration and sometimes just blatantly not true. She says that I record all of her videos and then they are brought up at court and she's referencing the RFAs there. And I would like to point out once again, 
I have never been the one to capture the defendant's content. That has been captured on my behalf and I review it. She makes the statement, these are all my opinions based off personal experiences. The defendant presents everything as fact. As recent as episode 24, the defendant has made the statement, I only speak in facts. Because nothing that I say is an opinion, it's all facts all the time. During these clips, a follower comments and says, I know a mainstream TV producer, let me pitch your story. That's disturbing. Once again, the defendant trying to bring her version of the truth, as she calls it, her truth, to any other platform that would open up that platform to legal action because she has been proven in a court of law in a unanimous jury verdict by 12 jurors to be lying. She says that she found out on the troll blogs that she was getting a divorce. Once again, the defendant is the one who filed for divorce. She said the more she found out, the weirder it got. And I've said this before, but I can imagine because I know how I felt all of this time being openly accused of all this that I knew wasn't true. I can only imagine what her husband might have been going through, but she's referencing him and saying it just got weirder the more information that I found out. She didn't find out anything. She would turn the smallest detail into something to fit her narrative. Then she says she's speculating that her husband wishes his little social media message would have gone over better. And she's referring to the posts that he made in response to her wild allegations about mental health. And she just says it just made a whole lot of people mad. And then she talked again about how her husband had more of a reaction when she took her husband's best friend out of her will than he had when she says Crystal and H were stalking her. Once again, no one ever stalked her and the police told her that. And she still continues that narrative even after being told and in her sworn deposition, acknowledging that the police had said there's been no criminal activity that would include stalking. But she's implying here that her husband somehow knew about the lawsuit and that's why he wasn't surprised. I don't know if he was surprised or not. I, again, have not spoken to him, but it makes no logical or mathematical sense for her husband to try and collude with anyone to try and destroy her business and her life. Oh, and I hope she's watching this right now. <laughs> Just so you know, my kid hates you too. She's not my family or my friend. Was it him that took the jewelry? I don't know. But if I see her wearing any Yerman or any Tory Burch stuff, we're going to have problems. I just wonder what she told her mama. Because what can you say? I ain't never done nothing to you. Literally no things in your life besides let you be the only friend I've ever had that nobody I know likes. Literally. It was like my only employee that everybody I knew hated. And was the only friend I've ever had that every employee and friend I've ever had hated. Funny how they're both on his witness list now. Hmm. And neither one of them had anything good to say about each other. Funny thing is... The same realtor that Crystal used in 2004 used in 2020, which was odd to me because it's 16 years apart. Used the realtor in October of 2020 and is in the mortgage industry. That's how my credit got ran so many times. Or, I mean, I don't know how it got ran so many times. I'm going to, I filed a complaint with the mortgage board and they're going to investigate this lady named who was my mortgage loan officer. And I'm sure she's going to turn around and be like, I didn't run your credit that many times and then we're gonna have to figure out who did and it'll all be recorded and I'll come back and tell you but then so the odd thing to me with the whole realtor situation is why wouldn't the realtor that mom used or best friend used be the same realtor that used why did use the same realtor that crystal used 14 years 16 years prior 
I don't know. His name's Joel. This is like a whole mystery, but we'll figure it all out. I don't let nothing get by me, sis. We'll figure it out. Why are Crystal and friends? How did they come about? I don't know. We'll figure it out, though. We'll ask them during their depositions next month or in two months. I have a whole lot of questions, but I'll be back to talk about that later. I wonder why they use the same realtor. I bet some little forensic accounting digging can figure that out, though. We'll figure it out. It ain't a lie. It ain't defamatory if it's true. Remember that. Also, do you know who has a defamation case in all this? Me. And you know why I'm not suing them? Because I'm not wasting any more of my money on their bullshit. First of all, you can't squeeze blood out of a turnip. Mm -hmm. So I don't care. But I am going to get all my attorney fees back for all this bullshit. And I'm taking it all the way to trial because uh-uh, we are letting the greater good people of Den County vote on this or Tarrant County vote on this because uh-uh, I didn't do nothing wrong. I didn't say anything wrong. I did not commit no crime along the way. I did not do anything deceitful. No, 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 and no. Nope. But I will not lay down and take it. Attorney said, well, you're, you said you're pursuing a lawsuit. And I said, well, I mean, I'm pursuing this. Like, I'm not giving up. I'm not going to lay down and just take it. You can't say I did something wrong. That's one thing about me. Like, you can't, if you say I did something and I didn't do it, I will not stop. Until you have to come out and say, no, she did not. But if I did something wrong, I'll be the first person to admit it. Even my counselor said she's very not self-edifying or something. Whatever it means where, like, you'll you'll say that you did something, even if it makes you look bad. I don't give a shit if I did it, I did it. But I didn't do anything wrong, and I haven't said anything that's untrue thus far. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So she starts off this clip by continuing to speak disparagingly about her husband and his best friend who she has taken out of her will. And she looks directly in the camera and is speaking to her husband's best friend and says, just so you know, my kid, F word profanity, hates you too. And I just want to point that out because there is nothing at the defendant's disposal that she will not weaponize against people who she thinks are against her. and. I just think that is really, really sad because that is someone who was in her child's life for a long time. And because of the defendant's false and defamatory narrative is no longer in his life. And like I have said previously, it's really sad that the defendant invented and fabricated and perpetuated this false and defamatory narrative. And she alone is quite literally destroying so many aspects of her life, including relationships. She also said that H was the only employee that she had that no one ever liked. And 
her husband's best friend was the only friend she had that no one ever liked. And funny how they're both on his witness list now. And she's just using this witness list narrative as if it proves her point in some way. And she thinks that it does. And it's just odd to me because when her husband's attorney was submitting this list, this these are people who have relevant knowledge of facts. And so if this is her husband's best friend who knew both of them, then it would make sense also that she would be on the list because she has been there for the entirety of their marriage. Then the defendant goes into this wild story about why did Crystal use the same realtor that the defendant's husband's best friend used in 2020? And I used this realtor. She even names this person. And I had to send my attorneys an email after I reviewed this and said, I mean, obviously, once again, this is blatantly not true. I didn't use a realtor. We built our home almost 19 years ago. And I went back and found the email from the salesperson from KB Home, because that's our home. We built it with KB Homes from him and sent it to my attorney and said, this is the person that we bought our house from. We built it with KB Home. This was our salesperson. And in that email, he also gives the name of our loan officer. And neither one of those people are remotely similar to the name that she's saying. And it's just wild to me. I don't, I've met this best friend of her husband's one time. I couldn't even tell you what she looks like. I don't know her. We are not friends. And so she has come up with some other wild narrative that we used the same realtor and that we're secretly friends. And it is, it's comical almost, this one is, because I don't even know where she would get this idea. So she says this and makes this entire allegation. And I didn't even use a realtor. We've lived in the same home for 19 years. We built it. We used a salesperson and a loan officer. And that was it. When I sent the email to my attorneys, the email was titled lunacy slash deposition question. And I said, among whatever else she plans to ask me in my eventual deposition, the defendant claims that I am friends with her husband's best friend because we use the same realtor, me in 2004 and this person in 2020. She claims the realtor is, and then I list the name and I attach the video. And then I say, my husband and I did buy our home in 2004, but we bought it directly from KB Homes and our salesperson was, and I gave his name. And then our financing loan officer guy was someone else. The first name of our salesperson was Peyton and the first name of our loan officer was Corey. Neither one of those sound like the first name Joel, which the defendant alleges is this realtor's name. And I also said, my husband nor I know who this Joel person is. My husband has looked through his Facebook, email, LinkedIn. It's creepy that she is looking at my home records, but okay. Also, I only recall meeting the best friend when she let herself into the warehouse when I worked there and was shopping. I tried to see if she needed help and she said, I'm friends with defendant. And then I texted the defendant about this. This is the only interaction I've ever had. And the reason I tied this email lunacy is because it is like, I can't even believe in addition to all of the other things that I'm having to prove who I bought my home from, because it seems like nothing is off limits that she will lie about. She also brings up that she is going to ask me that in my deposition in a couple of months. And at this point in time, while the defendant was on this cruise, she said that she had canceled her surgery. At this point, our depositions had already been canceled because the defendant wasn't going to be able to attend because she was having surgery. 
And then when she said that she had canceled her surgery, I was livid again because her legal delay tactics, once again, are working. She was able to push off our depositions again, and she's not even going to have the surgery. To this day, she has not had that surgery. And so that was also frustrating. But at this point, she knows our depositions are supposed to be in a few weeks. But she says, here, I'll ask them in a couple of months because she already knows that they're going to get rescheduled. Then whenever she's talking about this imaginary realtor that her husband's best friend and I both used, which is not true, she says that I bet a little forensic accountant digging can figure that out. So this is another reference to a forensic accountant. I've lost count of how many times that she has said this, but we know from her deposition that all of the times prior when she said that she had one, she actually did not. Then she says, you know who has a defamation case in all of this? And then she says herself, but she doesn't want to sue anyone because it's her money. She doesn't want to waste any more of her money on that. And in order for something to be defamatory, it has to be false. It has to be presented as fact and it has to harm someone. And so any commentary about the defendant online that is just speculation or opinion is not defamatory. And so she is saying that she could sue for defamation based on what has been said about her online, but that's actually not accurate either. I obviously wasn't the one saying those things on the internet, on these troll blogs, as she likes to call them. She would have no legal recourse to anyone who has provided commentary and opinions and speculation on her life. Then she says, remember, it ain't defamatory if it's true, is what she says. And I would like to once again point out, she has just admitted a month prior in her deposition that she has no factual evidence to back any of her claims up. And so her defense of truth is not a true defense because she has no facts. She also says that she is going to get all of her attorney fees back and that she is going to go all the way to trial and let the good people of Tarrant County vote on that. And the defendant will not be getting her legal fees back. And we did go all the way to trial. And the good people of Tarrant County did decide that all the statements that she made about me were and are false and defamatory. And then she also references H's attorney during the deposition and how he said, you say that you're pursuing a civil suit, but you didn't file this suit. And so then she says, well, but I'm not backing down either. And once again, she's the defendant. She has to defend herself. Otherwise, we would file for a motion for summary judgment and the judge would make a ruling. And so she talks a lot about how she's fighting back and she's not backing down. But when you're the defendant, you you have to defend yourself in a court of law. And then she also ends this clip by saying, I haven't said anything that was untrue. And once again, the defendant admittedly has no facts to back up any of her claims. She alone has fabricated and perpetuated this false and defamatory narrative. And she's used her social media as a weapon to spread these lies as far as she possibly can. So we'll figure it out. We'll solve this case together. I'll be filling you on with a ton more details when I get back. I'll tell you a lot of more of what happened. We can all write it down, figure out what's going on, what questions to ask, all that jazz. I got like two months to come up with all the questions that I want to ask. And I got a lot of questions. Oh, my God. We'll watch the police videos and stuff since um they, you know, put all the details to the case on the social media uh, troll blogs anyways. I mean, it was all public record. Um. My divorce is sealed in public, but I'm glad I did because I don't want the drama. I just uh, want to know what happened so I can move on. I will definitely, I, I don't want to write a book, but I feel like I have to. Did I find anything in the laptop? Hmm. I wouldn't be talking so confidently if I didn't, huh? <laughs> the only thing getting past me is a remote. Yeah, uh, my attorney, the police, everybody has been like, you need to be a detective. You need to be an attorney, blah, 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 blah. I don't want to be either of those things. I just want to be a normal girl who moves on with her life. But I want the whole story out there before I do that. So 
that's what we gonna do they legit take time out of their lives to watch your lives and then go post about it i know did y'all see the other day they were like i really want that clouds dress one of my friends told me <laughs> sorry it's stuck out it's sold out <laughs> no sometimes they order like it'll show me on my website like i get orders from the troll blogs all the time i know it don't bother me it's never bothered me ever in my life the only thing is you can't be on my payroll or be in my bed at night and be the person talking other than that i don't give a what you say i don't care i never have cared that's why i said i'd be perfect for tv one day because you know what i don't give a what people think but what i do care about is if i'm paying you or if i'm you either of those things you're not gonna be able to talk about me on the internet okay and the fact that my husband would put them on his witness list is just disgusting to me those are people who've talked about your child and your father-in-law and you for that matter but i think when you're trying to be ugly like those things just don't matter so In the beginning of this clip, she says, we'll solve this case together. And she's talking to her internet friends. And I once again would like to say that when you make a statement, you have to have the proof at the time that you make the statement. And so by definition, she is making false and defamatory statements because she admittedly does not have any facts or proof or evidence whatsoever. She also says that she has two months to come up with questions for our deposition. and. I believe that she canceled our depositions in March for that reason, because she hadn't given her attorneys anything yet. And so she canceled under the guise that she was going to have this surgery, which by now she's already canceled. This video is on the 14th. I was notified one week prior that our depositions were going to be canceled. So in a week's time, she had said she needed to cancel because she was having surgery and she's already canceled the surgery. She makes mention that the police videos and things like that are public record and you can request the police report doing an open records request. However, you have to request that. It's not just something that is available online. And so I'm not really sure what she was referring to. If she was referring to the lawsuit or if she was referring to the police report. I requested the police report after the verdict and judgment for myself as an open records report, which is why I'm able to share some of that in this podcast. She says that her divorce is now sealed and she's said this before. So she's admitting that she knows that details before they were sealed were available to be accessed. And so her claims before about things being on the internet before they were a public record are not accurate. And she's admitting that here without realizing that she's admitting it. She also says that she doesn't want to write a book, but she feels like she has to, once again, would open up all kinds of legal action if she were to try and tell this story any further on any other platform or try to monetize it in any way. Someone asks, did she find anything on some laptop? And she smirks at the camera and looks directly at it and then says, well, I wouldn't be talking so confidently if I hadn't. And this is just an intimidation tactic. I'm not sure what she's referring to or if she's referring to me or her husband. I'm not really sure. But claiming that she has proof of something is a common tactic that she uses to try and intimidate people. And thus far, she has produced zero of the things that she has claimed to have proof of. She says that she wants the whole story out there before she can move on. And to that, I will say same. And that is why I'm doing this right now. That is why I am telling this story to have the entire story with facts out there so that it's never a question. Any person that I might encounter in my life who has heard about this nonsense or speculates one thing or another about me because of this nonsense 
Now the story's out there. And so I do agree with her on that point. She says that she's repeating a comment. People watch her lives and then go comment about it. And then she's laughing and she says, yeah, the other day, one of them talked about a dress and wanted to buy it. And then she says, I get orders from the troll blogs all the time. And this does not fit her narrative. If the only people on these troll blogs are me, H, her husband, and now her husband's best friend, which she's recently alleged, how could she be getting orders? Because if someone were to place an order from the troll blogs, their contact information would be on that order, including their full name, address, phone number, all of those sorts of things. And so making that statement that she gets those orders from the troll blogs all the time instantaneously negates her narrative that I am the only person or H or I guess four of us now are writing about her because if we had placed an order, then she would have our information. Also, why would we do that? It doesn't make any sense. And so she's contradicting herself, but not realizing it. And astoundingly, her followers don't realize it either. She also said that her friend told her that they were asking about that dress. And I would like to point out that she often talks about how that the troll blogs were being repeated to her and she didn't even have to read them and she didn't understand why anyone read them. And as I've stated previously, she directly told H to let her know what was being written. And so just like whenever she would ask H to do that, she seemingly has asked another, at least one friend to read and report back to her because she just admittedly said that her friend told her that the trolls, quote unquote, were asking about that dress. She also makes reference again that you can't be her husband or on her payroll and be talking about her on the internet. None of us were. And so she's making that statement, but none of that was actually true. And then she said that she had told her husband, how can you put that on your witness list? They talked about your father-in-law, your child, and you. And she's referencing posts that were made on GoMe or Reddit about their family. Those posts were never produced, but she likes to bring that up and it does incite her followers. A few of the comments on this live video, someone says, Crystal is such a snake and I never cared for Crystal R. And then also one of them says, the only thing getting past you is the remote. So in this video, she had been looking for the remote the entire time. And so they were saying that. And then when she found it, she made mention that the police and the attorneys and everyone says that she should be a detective or an attorney. Then a couple of days later, while still on this cruise on March the 16th, the defendant made the following live video. A lot of freaking internet friends, they all live in too. They all know. And they're all going to tell on you. They're probably going on a date with you just to report back. <laughs> my kid said he absolutely loves that my mom's job is public, but the only thing he doesn't like is that no matter what, somebody will always see him somewhere or catch him doing something. What the hell do you think my ex-husband's going to think? Like... <laughs> You just gotta wonder every time you go out with a chick, like, does she like me or is she tell me? <laughs> so in this video, the defendant has located a Tinder profile associated with her husband, seemingly. And the only reason that I'm bringing this up or showing this is because in this clip, she is showing her reach by saying that he's always going to have to wonder if he goes on a date, if that person is really interested in him or if they're reporting back to her. She knows her reach and she knows that she can weaponize her social media. And I would like to point out, I live in this community too. And so those same 
fears that she is trying to instill into her husband. And she even makes mention of her son that he knows anywhere he goes, people will see him and report back to her. That's me too. I live here in this community. And she knows that. Later that day, she made another live video. <laughs> it is really funny too. Also, I think he underestimates the power of my internet friends because these are angry. They are really mad. Like you can't do that. It's like messing with their sister, you know? Like there comes a time where we just draw the line and say, no. Look, I need to hurry up and get this divorce final so I can say everything I want to say. And because I just feel guilty, like, because I don't want to make the judge mad because that's not what I want to do at all. And I've done nothing wrong thus far. But also, I don't want to be a petty bitch. Actually, I do definitely want to be a petty bitch. But I don't want to do it until all this is over. <laughs> then I'm going to be queen petty bitch. I'm about to swipe. I'm about to catfish and swipe left or right or whatever way you swipe. I'll be like, I'm rich and brunette and have a big booty and a good heart. Sounds like I'm your type. <laughs> oh, girl. I'm glad someone just filled you in on my. <laughs> Was he behind the blogs this whole time? Oh, uh, no, not the whole time. Just a period of the time, I believe. Just a couple, just a little while of it. The other part was the other people that I said. Oh, the police told me a long time ago that there was something sketchy going on, like a year and a half ago. And then, <clears throat> like, I just kept, I stopped working last year in, like, November to try to put pieces together. Because the goal was for uh, him to get a job and for me to be able to focus on the case more. And then that didn't exactly pan out. So, and then whenever they came out on his witness list... That was very odd because I was like, here we are the whole time. I was like, oh, I feel like you're like working with them or trying to do collude with them or something. So this doesn't make any sense. And then when they ended up and then he was like, you're crazy, you're crazy. And then when he ended up putting them on his witness list, I was like, hold on. So I'm not crazy. <laughs> That's exactly what I said for two years. So in the beginning of this video, she is referencing finding her husband's Tinder profile. And She's saying, I think he's underestimated the power of her internet friends. Once again, she knows how to weaponize her followers. And she does that against me, against him, against whatever foe she perceives at that moment. She also says that she needs to hurry up and get this divorce over so she can be super petty and that she is going to be queen petty profanity when all of this is over. She also says that she is going to catfish her husband. And I would like to point out that I realize that she's just seemingly joking here, but she is suggesting that she would willingly make a fake internet profile to try and annoy her husband, try to catfish her husband. And the entire time she has said that it is so gross that somebody would make fake profiles. She has accused me of making I don't know, thousands of fake profiles and how she would never do that. She has never done that. She actually has before. And here she's admitting that she would definitely do that. Then someone says, was her husband behind the blogs the whole time? And she says, no, not the whole time. It was the other people. And so I would like to question if all of this inside information was being posted on these troll blogs, as she likes to call them, for all of this time before I worked there, how would I get that information? How would I know? Her wholesale prices were posted in 2017, well before I ever went to work for her. And she's saying that her husband would not have been colluding with me at that point. So how would I know that information? And so she always contradicts herself and proves herself wrong, but doesn't realize it at the time. Then she says 
the goal, and she said this before, was for her to stop working so much and work on the case and that he wasn't helping her. And then she said, I've said for two years, you've got to be working with them. You've got to be colluding with them. And then he told her that she was crazy, but then we wound up on his witness list. And so she's saying that would make her not crazy. That's the reason. It makes logical sense that if she was accusing him of two years of colluding with H and I, that the only logical conclusion would be to put us on his witness list so that we could be asked under oath if we had had any contact with him or were colluding with him in any way. And he knew because none of this was true that we would say no because we were not in contact. We are not in contact. And so she's making it sound like this proves her point when actually that's why. That's the entire reason why is because of what she was alleging. The following day, she makes another Instagram story and she's still making fun of her husband's Tinder profile. P.S. You got to remember, you didn't just off me. Off a whole lot of bitches on the internet. Actually, I think they're more mad than me. Swipe left. Wait, which one do you swipe? I want to swipe whichever way you swipe. <laughs> I'll be like, can we match? <laughs> oh my god. Have house. <laughs> do you? <laughs> I'm a fart. I'm just dumb. I'm holding it in. <laughs> you better hope don't Google me. Anyways, y'all, it's okay. <laughs> My DMs are blowing up. Uh, number one, like, you know, go out there, do your thing. It's been like five or six months since I found out I was getting divorced on Reddit. So in this story, she is laughing hysterically at her husband's Tinder profile and says that it's been five or six months since she found out she was getting divorced on the troll blogs. And once again, she filed for divorce in March of 2021. But this is a narrative that she perpetuates. And then towards the end, she says, P.S. You angered a whole lot of people on the Internet. So the defendant knows that she can weaponize her social media. She can weaponize her following against her husband, just like she did to me and to H because when she started this entire thing, they all came on the attack for us. And so she knows that. And so she's doing the same thing here to her husband or soon to be ex-husband. After the video story, she, as usual, is trying to sell something. And so she posts a dress and she says that she has a huge goal to hit. And then she renames the dress that she is wearing the white lies dress, seemingly a dig at her husband. After that story, she made a post and the post really isn't that important, but the hashtags say, hashtag my army, hashtag don't mess with defendants BFFs. And so her hashtag my army, she knows that she has an internet following that she can weaponize and they refer to themselves as her army and she often refers to them as her army. She knows that she can incite them and that they will go on the attack. She doesn't even have to prove anything to them. She can just say whatever comes into her brain and they will believe her and go on the attack. Then on March the 18th of 2022, the defendant does a live on TikTok. So she has recently started spreading her false and defamatory narrative to TikTok, which is a new platform for her. And so on the 18th, she makes another live video there. So I'm going to come back and do a really, really, really late night uh, live tonight and go over some of the 
Jory, but I just wanted to say, like, from the bottom of my heart, I don't know if you guys know that I have a company and that it used to be, like, being 5,000 fastest growing companies in the world, I mean, in America, two years in a row, and then I hired somebody, and then it went downhill from there, and then I got involved in this crazy million-dollar lawsuit, and then I got getting a divorce, and have to split all of my hard-earned money that I earned um, with somebody that didn't, and so it's just been, like, an actual nightmare for a long time so if you don't know any of that story you might want to go read the truth bubbles on my personal instagram if i've added you over there it's private i try to keep it private because i don't care to have a million followers i care to have a million good people I care about what do they always say um care about authenticity not attention so anyways all that being said I'll be back tonight, and I just want to say thank you so much for shopping with me all week long. It's been super cool to see my dresses sell out, like, every single day. And I'm very appreciative to even get to be here because I know, like, especially considering, like, my business went from doing, like, $4.5 million a year to, like, not even a million bucks in the course of just a very small amount of time. So I'm having to, like, start completely over with that, and so far, so good. Like, it's working out. I haven't really done much on TikTok yet because, I don't know, there's a lot I want to do on TikTok. Like, I have a lot to say for sure. I just need to get through this horrible divorce first so I can be free from the craziness. You know what I mean? And then, i got a whole lot to talk about. So, I have like this whole stalking situation and all that stuff. So, we have a lot to talk about eventually. Cutting food is hard for me. The whole hand situation thing. But I may move my cruise. I mean, my cruise. I may move my surgery from March 21st to April because I have the warehouse sale April 9th. So if you're local to DFW, you've got to come to the warehouse sale. There's going to be so much stuff there. So in this clip, again, she's on TikTok now. And so she kind of stops midway and says, oh, for those of you that don't know, and she tries to give a recap and how she was on the Inc. 5000 list two years in a row. Then she hired something. It went downhill. And now she's in a million dollar lawsuit and her stalker situation and all of those lies she is now bringing to this new platform. She also says, if you're not sure what I'm talking about, go to my Instagram and look at the truth's bubbles. And so she has made highlights on her Instagram recapping her false and defamatory narrative. And she says, my Instagram is private, but if you message me and say you're from TikTok, I'll add you. And so she is trying to, on purpose, direct people to her lies. She also says that she went from 4.5 million in sales to not even a million. And I'm just bringing that up to show this is an example of financial information that she shares all the time. And so then she'll say, oh, well, this financial information ended up on the internet and only someone on the inside could know that, but she actually gives a lot of that information herself. And then at the end, she admits that she's moving her surgery. And that's just really, really frustrating. And I do not believe that she ever had any intention of having that surgery on March the 21st. Like I said, she talked about these issues medically when I worked for her, never did anything about it. Then she scheduled this to get out of mine and H's depositions. And to this day, she has never had that surgery. So this giant medical problem that was going to prevent her from attending our depositions still over a year later, she still has done nothing about it. Then on 
March the 20th of 2022 on one of the defendant's posts, once again, my student's mom was actively commenting. And this was just a really frustrating season because whenever I noticed that it was my student's mom commenting, I was reviewing all of this footage at once. So this footage would be captured for me and then I would review it a week or two weeks later. Sometimes it just kind of depended on how much was captured and relevant at the time. And so I was reviewing all of this kind of at once and it just really hit me really hard. On March the 21st of 2022, the defendant makes the following Instagram post and she shares a graphic that says, if you tell the truth, you don't have to remember anything. And the caption says, during my deposition, H's attorney asked me what I did to prepare for the deposition. And by the way, every time I say H, she is freely saying my name and H's name at this point. And so she started that kind of after the deposition and she has continued that. During my deposition, H's attorney asked me what I did to prepare for the deposition and I was kind of surprised. I said, well, my attorney asked me two questions and then decided he didn't need to prep me after all. And my son and I went out to eat. I got a spray tan. I washed my hair. To this day, I don't know what other answer he wanted. And then it just dawned on me when I saw this. Maybe he thought there would be some kind of rehearsal. Nope, no need to rehearse when you've lived the lines. Once again, I have read the defendant's deposition in its entirety in episode 22. And that is not what she said. In her deposition, she actually repeatedly said that she could not recall something and that she was going to have to give us those details later, which she never gave. And so once again, as soon as she gets in front of her internet audience, it's a completely different story. Also on March the 21st, that was supposed to be the date of her surgery that she canceled. And so at this point, our depositions have been rescheduled for May 16th and May 17th of 2022. The defendant is also supposed to be getting a different attorney because she was notified on February the 15th that she needed to get a different attorney to represent her business as it is a conflict of interest for her divorce attorney to be representing her in the divorce and the defamation case because she and her husband were married at the time the lawsuit was filed for defamation. So he is part of that lawsuit. Then on March the 22nd of 2022, the defendant makes the following live video. There's no way that this didn't happen or he's not involved or this didn't happen. And then he started getting really pissed off. Like he said, can never come back because we're figuring it out. There was a time, I don't know if I told you all this in that long video, where I literally got on my knees on the ground in the babe cave, like on the ground in my own princess castle like this. Literally, I can't do it because I don't have underwear on. You're going to see my cucaracha. But on the ground and I went like this. And he was standing above me and was on my couch and he stood there just like this the whole time and I was sobbing and I was like, please, if you can just make anything make sense, any of any of this, anything that, and I literally had my hands clasped and I was like, please just make one single story that happened over the last two years. If you can just explain how it could have happened or make it make sense, anything, one story, that's it. You don't have to do 10 stories or hundred stories, just one story if you can make it make sense. And he just stood there with his arms crossed and I was crying my eyeballs out and was like, how can you just stand there and watch her like that? And then just started crying. And I think that is like what propelled me to like, I don't know, to just, I, that's the one thing that I think back to, like when I start getting sad about stuff, I think back to that and it me off, you know, like I think like I sat, I got on my knees in my own castle, in my princess castle that I built with my own money, my own self, with no one's help all by myself, but it's okay. Cause I'm gonna figure all the out and I'll get who and I'll take it back and 
someone is going to listen. The right person is going to eventually listen. And I don't care if I have to, I mean, I don't want to have to sell my house, but that's what I have to do. Then that's what I have to do. I just pray that now that I feel like today, and it may change, but right now I feel like today that I don't want to do that, that, that I do want to fight back. <clears throat> but I do pray that what's done in the dark will come to light. We'll see. But I mean, what a story of redemption. And like, I had the American dream. I built the American dream. And then my American dream was shattered. And I'll be if I can't bring it back. I know I can do it. I'll tell y'all about this last weekend. Once I figure out how much they've already talked about amongst themselves. I kind of let them say stuff first. And then I decide, okay, I can tell y'all now. Because they already said it on paper. Because they're idiots. Like, how dumb are you? And I even say it like this, knowing that he watches and knowing they watch and like they still talk. They're so dumb. But it's okay because one day someone's going to catch you. Speaking of caught you, got to go pick up my new license plates. The lady in the tax office is like, we follow your Instagram. <laughs> That's the best. Oh, God. So in this clip, she is talking about a friend of hers and how she and that friend were figuring all of this out. And then her husband got mad at that friend and said she could never come back to their home. And then she tells this story again about being at her home and begging him to make sense of all of this. And once again, I can only speculate. I can only imagine what he might have been thinking when all of this happened. And if there were someone in my life who was trying to convince my husband that some outlandish, crazy, horrible things about me were true, I probably wouldn't want that person there either. So again, I don't know. I'm, I'm just speculating here and I have not had any contact with him, but I do know that everything she is saying is a complete lie. And so therefore he would know that it is a complete lie because he wasn't colluding with us. We haven't had any contact. And so I can only imagine that he wouldn't want anyone in her ear validating any of her wild allegations. She also talks about how she had the American dream and her American dream was shattered. And I say this as sensitively as I possibly can, but there is only one person responsible for the destruction of her American dream. And that person is the defendant herself. She alone admittedly fabricated this narrative. She says that she read these blogs on October 21st of 2020 and decided within five minutes that she knew who was talking. And that wasn't true then, and it's not true now. It's never been me, ever. And so this entire last almost three years now of what has transpired in her life is due to her own fabrication of this false and defamatory narrative and the fact that she has never stopped talking about it, even to this very day, after the judgment, after the verdict, she still has not stopped talking. And she has lost almost everything. Her marriage, she's losing her marriage in the timeline as we're going through these episodes right now. She's going through a divorce and she had to sell her home and her business is suffering. And so you would think that after all of that, that she would stop and she would at some point say, you know what? I got this all wrong, but she doesn't. And her followers at this point in time are still encouraging her. And that's just really sad to me because I don't think that people realize the impact that they can have just by commenting in support of someone on social media without substantiating their claims because she was fueled by that. 
Then she says, once I figure out what they've already talked about. And so here she's referencing that she would go and read what was written, or I guess from a previous clip, she said she had a friend read it. I'm not really sure. And then she would decide what she was going to say on the internet based on what was already there. And then she also says, one day you're going to get caught. And which is interesting because I thought that she is trying to tell everyone that she's already caught us and that the police and the attorneys and everybody believes her. But once again, here she's contradicting herself by saying that one day we're going to get caught, which would mean that we're not caught yet. And there's nothing to catch us at because we did not do any of these things. They are fabrications. Then she says that she is going to go pick up her license plates. And around this time, she had made some other social media posts that she had purchased vanity plates for her vehicle that said, caught you. She says that she went to the tax office and that they told her, oh my gosh, we watch your Instagram. And just hearing statements like that reminds me of the people around me in my own community because I live here that follow her. And that is very embarrassing. And I've said this before that, you know, she had tagged people in my church and she wants people in my community to know. And so to hear that she's walking in the tax office and they're like, oh, we watch her Instagram. Even to this day, I catch myself when I go out in public or I go to a place, I look around to see if anyone is looking at me. And then if they're thinking that they know who I am or that they know about any of this nonsense. And it's very, very humiliating. And even seeing the mother of one of my students commenting, it's just very disturbing. Also on March 22nd, the defendant posted an Instagram story, and this is a DM that one of her followers has sent her. And the follower says, he is none of my business. You have never lied on this platform, not one time. And you have shared every inch of your life. Why would you lie now? And then she says, defendant's husband can kick rocks. And the defendant says, I love that so many of you have been here for almost a decade watching me live every moment and holding me accountable. There is nothing more important in my career than my integrity. And I'm so glad that you all know that. And the disturbing thing about this seemingly innocent, encouraging DM that was sent to the defendant is the fact that this person, without any proof, believes the defendant and is encouraging her. This emboldens the defendant when she gets messages like this to continue. And so I don't know who this person is who sent this message. I don't know a lot of the people that comment. I know some of them, but it's very important to think about what you're doing and the impact that you can have because this person was just trying to encourage someone that she follows on the internet. She has zero clue the ramifications of her actions. She was trying to be kind to the defendant. But because the defendant was lying and because the defendant was fueled by these types of messages, that's what emboldened her to keep going. And so our actions, seemingly even when we're trying to be kind, have real ramifications. Then on March the 23rd of 2022, the defendant made an interesting comment on one of her own posts. And someone else had commented and said, can you somehow sue them so they can all be deposed and forced to tell the truth? The defendant says, deposing someone doesn't mean they'll be honest, unfortunately. And I bring that up because as we saw in the defendant's deposition, she wasn't honest. She was dishonest throughout the entire deposition. She constantly contradicted herself. She contradicted herself within the deposition. And in the deposition, she contradicted what she had already told social media. And even since then on her social media, she tells a completely different story. 
And so it's interesting that she is by her own admission acknowledging that someone might not tell the truth in a deposition because she didn't. Then on March the 23rd, she makes a series of Instagram stories. And these Instagram stories are very disturbing. She has alluded to what she is about to show in these stories before. She has talked about that there were holes in her attic and that her husband was spying on her and things like that. And so with these stories, we are about to see a little glimpse into the defendant's thoughts about what she thinks is going on. And whenever she posted these, she posted some and then deleted some. And so it gets a little bit confusing to watch them because, and it's also unclear why she deleted some of them, but she did make these stories and was trying to prove to her followers that what she was saying about her husband spying on her was accurate. So in the beginning on the screen, it says, backstory, I was crying because that day I was supposed to make beef and broccoli. I was grabbing at straws to make life make sense. I asked y'all for recipes at the grocery store, spent $265 and came home and he was nonchalantly eating a five-day-old microwaved quesadilla from her friend's graduation party. I was so confused. He told me I ignored his call at the store, but he saw my story so you know where I was and what I was doing. I was so confused. Here is the video a few minutes later in my closet. I'm talking to him through the vent. He doesn't know I'm recording. He says he's fixing a plumbing pipe, but that's on the other side of the house. And later he tells me the plumber fixed that. And later he says he was winterizing the pipes. Google the weather on December 16th, 2021. It was 79 degrees. I would like to point out that you don't wait until it's cold to winterize pipes. You would be winterizing them prior to it getting cold. But I have no idea what she's talking about or if he was winterizing the pipes or not. I just wanted to point that out. Going to the deer lease this weekend and he probably thinks that I'm going to have the house swept for bugs. So he's in the attic. I've been up there for forever. He says he's working on something with the water, but he's definitely on our end of the house. Again, nothing sketch though. Why is he about... What in the water would be by my closet? See, where's he at? Point. Above the AC vent? What would the AC vent have to do with water? You can hear him right there. He said he was fixing the running toilet in the guest bedroom that's on the other side of the house. Then she posts a screenshot showing the date and time on this recording. And on the screen, she says, this was 12, 15, 21. I sent stuff to my friend because it was disappearing from my phone. Then on the screen, she writes, this is in the attic on 12 31 21. I'm trying to move the tiles from under the AC unit pipes and off of all the freshly sawed holes. You can still smell and see the sawdust and the police will point that out later. It was extremely clear that these holes had not been there for a year and a half that we had lived in the home. These tiles are 88 pounds a piece. These are only half slivers, 44 pounds each, that have only been stored in my garage. Pictures to follow. There's no reason these tiles would be in the attic. 
This tile is not anywhere in the upper level of my home. It is the tile that is laid in the entryway of my home. This video was taken right before I called the police. There was a singular white hexagon tile on top of the rectangular tiles. I believe it was put there to make it look like it was just a simple stack of tiles. The problem is the rest of those hexagon tiles are to the left under the AC unit in a stack altogether. Why would one lone tile be atop the rectangular stack? Why are the rectangular tiles in the attic? Why are they stacked up on top of each other on vulnerable plywood? Why are they covering the sod holes? Why would you be doing that? Especially in a time like this when everything is like sketchy. Why not if one time make yourself not look like something's crazy? Especially in a time like this. So as she's saying this on the screen, she writes, this is the first time I went into the attic. My heart is racing. I'm pointing to the holes I've already uncovered. These tiles are so heavy to move. When everything is like sketchy, why not if one time make yourself not look like something's crazy? Or just try to explain anything, anything. Now on the screen she has written, I set the tiles against the other AC unit. Take note that there is an AC filter behind the tiles. One of the reasons I was told he was in the attic that day, considering that's the day he got tested for COVID, was that he was up there getting an air filter. You do not have to walk anywhere near the holes to get to the air filter. This video shows that the air filter is nowhere near where the holes are. Now she has on the screen, if you pause the video when I stand up the last tile, you can see the stack of the hexagon tiles that I was talking about. Why was one random hexagon tile that neither of us have any reason to touch on top of the stack of rectangular tiles all by itself, unless you're trying to make it look like those tiles were supposed to be there? It still gives me chills, but he keeps telling me I'm crazy. Later, he says I must have cut them myself with a circular saw. Because these should be like laying flat on wood that can break anyways. They crack pretty easily, okay? Yeah, but I mean, you definitely, of course, they're tough. Now on the screen, she has circled what looks to be a hole in her attic. I would also like to point out that this hole is directly above a can-like fixture. Then on the screen, she writes, I came up to the attic to see if I had room to move the Christmas decor off the landing. I had just gotten out of the shower, and that's why these wipes are sitting there. I had no idea what I was about to see. Then on the screen, she says, and it's a lot of text, and so she says, hold to read. FYI, a year earlier, my defamation attorney told me that he had never had a client who needed his house swept for bugs, for listening devices, or a forensic accountant more than me. I had repeated that a thousand times to my husband, and he refused to let me do it. That was a big reason why a lot of people thought something was wrong. Because if the attorneys and the police are telling you to get your house swept for bugs, why would you not do it? Especially if it would bring me peace. Somehow, everything in my home was being 
repeated on the internet, and he had no idea how and no concern. A year and a month had passed since my attorney had told me I needed to get the house swept for bugs, but my husband kept telling me he checked it himself and I was fine. You want to believe your spouse. So I did. But it didn't make sense that the things I was not telling you all were still being discussed in great detail online. And I'm currently being sued for $1 million by an ex-employee that I've never had a problem with for telling you all that she was involved. I still believe that to be true. H and I went to the police together and she told them some of the things that were said were things that I've only told her and Crystal, not even her husband. But I believe that they were and have been communicating, especially since my husband listed her, the woman who is suing us for $1 million, as one of the people who could vouch for him for our divorce, even though he told me that she was crazy and a stalker and guilty for the entire year. And then out of nowhere, a few months ago, he told me I should just pay her like 40 or 50 grand and I was shocked. What? Most importantly, I eventually got off the internet for days at a time just to see if anything would be repeated, and it was. And he had no explanation. As you know, if I do not talk on the internet, I do not make any revenue for that day. I can make thousands of dollars in a day by just having conversations with you all because it draws your attention back to my website. But if I do not speak on the internet, I literally make zero dollars in a day, and he knew that. So once again, she is trying to say that he was colluding with us to try and get her off the internet so that she wouldn't make money, which once again, makes no logical or mathematical sense because as her husband, he would be benefiting financially from her sales. Do you want me to find a... No, a I'm going to go over here and see what's in here. I really want you to go downstairs and tell me... Where we are? Mm -hmm. I'll bang on the ceiling. Um, I'm gonna this set is this super weird. Why? At this point, she has on the screen written text that says, remember the air filters are under the unit to my right when I'm sitting. My builder confirmed he didn't do that. Neither did the electric company. Ah, uh, would this be this is really open completely? And where, like, I don't, this has nothing to do with an air filter. So what was he doing right here that, you know? Yeah, why is this off? Did you do this? Did you leave this off? So at this point, she has on the screen, later around January 25th, her husband tells me that I probably went up there with a circular saw and did this myself. WTF is a circular saw. Then he tells me that the company that I hired to sweep the house for bugs, FYI, I've never done that, probably made these holes when they were looking for the bugs. I asked him why they would cut holes to look for the listening devices and how would they have gotten there in the first place if there were no holes and he said they probably slipped them in. Everything I'm telling you right now is on audio recording as well. I will never even exaggerate a millimeter in this story. I don't have to. And then also on the screen, she says that her builder did not do that as she is talking to him seemingly in this video asking if he had done these things the cutting of the holes. And then on the screen, she says, this is the first time I'm seeing everything up close. My heart is literally beating so hard. I can feel it in my ears and my cheeks. My heart is beating so fast. What in the f is going on? What in the f What are you doing? Good God. This is not necessary. Straight up touch the insulation, I don't care. At this point, she has on the screen, why is there a zip tie? Because she has found a zip tie in the attic. Remember that AC company BFF he has. 
he wouldn't have any reason to be up here, right? And then she writes on the screen, at the time, I had no idea what this thing is. I just knew I needed to record this and something isn't right. And I'm tired of listening to him tell me that I'm crazy and that everyone thinks I'm crazy and that I need to take medicine. You see me? This is so embarrassing. Oh my God. What is this? Oh, I'm getting all the shit in my hair. What is this? Now she has on the screen, here is where my heart breaks. I didn't want it to be true. I don't want to touch anything. Hey, can you hear me? So now she is talking to her assistant and she has written on the screen, she's below me in my closet. Listen, you can hear her just like he heard me on December 15th. What is this over here? Give me a scrunchie when you come back. What is this? Where are you right now? Okay, where are you? Go in my closet where we were that day. On the screen, now she has written, she says, I'm right here. She's referring to her assistant. I'm right here. Oh my God, you're literally vibrating my elbow. Oh my God. You're vibrating my elbow. What the? F what the? F oh. At this point, she has on the screen. It's hard to listen to me because I know how scared I am in this minute. Remember, this is 12-31-2021 at 6 p.m. Oh my God. What is he doing? You, whatever you just hit, literally made my elbow vibrate. Do it again. Go to the, come back, go, where are you? Go to the vent. You're what? Where are you? At this point, she has on the screen, why were tiles covering this? Jesus Christ. What is under there? Why is that picked up? And listen, if it's something not sketch, I will be so happy. But what in the At this point, she has on the screen, how did insulation get broken up already under there? If you know how thick that is, I'm scooting it with my hands, but I'm not physically breaking it. She is digging around in the insulation in the holes that she has located that are directly above a can light in her attic. where you tap several times from is right here in this area my heart's beating so fast why is there two big old things open right there what is that for that is so serious i really am here take all this stuff in my hand okay so at this point she is back down in her closet and has noticed that the can light that she was directly above is not flush with the ceiling and it's unclear when that can light came 
loose, if it was a result of her digging around, a result of her assistant banging on the ceiling, that is unclear. But on the screen, she writes, why isn't this flush? You have to stand close and to the side to see it drop. Hey, look at this. Look at this. Are you serious? So I was down here, I was in the attic and she was tapping up right there, like next to it, you know, and literally it was vibrating my elbow. It was the exact same spot as where that is. Right there. That's where she was doing it at. And shut up that's where the cutout is upstairs now on the screen she says to answer some of your questions about listening to me i don't know why somebody would want to listen to me because if you have a question i'm going to give you the truth even if it's not the one you want to hear additionally if he made me feel like i was crazy or that someone was repeating what was happening in my home on the internet i wouldn't get on the internet and talk to y'all and if i don't get on the internet then i don't make any money that day and if i don't make any money that day then i cannot fight back my bank account went from several hundred thousand dollars in it to negative $5,600 in the course of a year while he was looking at deer leases in Montana and having someone send him 2022 F-150 inventory lists. When I asked him why he was even looking at stuff like that, if our bank account was overdrawn, he said, don't you ever just window shop. All of this is recorded. I would like to point out that once again, it makes no sense for anyone to try and get her off the internet so that she wouldn't make any money. It doesn't make sense for her husband to do that, especially if he was looking at deer leases and new vehicles. You would think that if that's what he was looking at, that he would want her to be online and making money. So this narrative does not make any sense. Also, she does say all of this is recorded. So she is constantly accusing people of spying on her and recording her without her knowledge. But she mentions multiple times how she has recorded all of this interaction. And turn them back on. Master bedroom. Uh, can I just turn off all of these and turn them back on? Is that a smart thing to do? I don't know. I'm sorry, guys. I've never been in this freaking situation before. That's an Arlo plug. It's definitely raining. I can hear it. Oh my god. Look, why is it like that? There's no reason this random wood would be missing from there that is freaking nuts right where the uh thing was the other day where it was with the light that's so weird drywall screws what does he need that for should check that box Why is there just one tile for my kid's bathroom? And I'm good at this. So you cover up this piece right here to make it look like it's supposed to be there. There ain't no tile nowhere else up here. The rest of this tile is downstairs in the garage. And then you have a piece of my kid's bathroom tile up here. Don't make no sense why it would be up here when all the rest of the tile is downstairs. So you have decor, all that. A bunch of removed. That's my closet over there. This is my the back of my closet. This is my chandelier. That's exactly, this is all the chandelier wiring. That is exactly where it was. What the what is this? What is that? That's right there. So see, there's tile right there. Why was that piece of tile over there on this by itself? Like, why would somebody take it off of there and set it over there? What's the point of that? Why wouldn't it be with all the other tile under there? Let me see if there's any other tile that's under here. So at this point, she has on the screen 
air filters, exclamation point. And then she writes, the brown tiles are in my banana leaf room. It would make sense for them to be in here, maybe, but not a few random pieces of the foyer tiles that were always in the garage. None of those big pieces, huh? Nope. Oh, here, let me show you. So look, this thing that's in the garage was up here on this. Oh my gosh. Did you put this piece of tile over there so it looks like that's where it went? And what is that thing? Is that the same wrapper as this? Because that was over there. That wrapper right there was over there where that brown stuff is. So is this more of your filters that you were <laughs> trading out? Where, what pipes did you winterize them? Why'd you? At this point, she has on the screen, see the filters behind the tile? Nowhere near the holes. But he said he was up there to change the AC filters. You don't change them up there. After he said he was winterizing the pipes and fixing a leaky toilet in the guest bathroom, you said you took $1,000 out my bank that day to get a COVID test. Pretty active for a sick person. Asked her kid to winterize them yesterday and asked me to winterize them today. And remember the big old slash? We had a huge slash in one of these. So that table was put there after. I mean, this thing used to be in the tech room. So now she has gone downstairs and on the screen she writes, the table is from his bedroom upstairs. Notice that the table's leg is underneath that brown mirror gun case. That brown gun case was never in the garage. It was always in the tech room. The brown gun case was put there to cover up the fact that the half slivers of tile were missing. You see the rest of the tile there against the wall. That's where it's always been. I'm sure if any of you have ever commented whenever I've made a story about my garage, you'll see those tiles there. One of you probably commented on a story that will even show the half slivers of tile being there. And that's why I'm sharing my story with you because you could help me prove this. Not that I feel like I need much help at this point. And that was put there mm -hmm. after. See how mm -hmm. it's on the outside leg? She also stops and posts a still shot of perhaps her garage. It's there's a ladder. And then on the screen, she is labeling the table and the tiles. And now she posts a screenshot of some jewelry boxes. And on the screen, she says missing Yerman, but that's for another day. In another still shot, she writes on the screen, mirrored gun safe that has always been leaning against the wall in the tech room. And then she labels full size tiles. In another still shot, she says, I would take any explanation in the world, but all I heard was silence and that I was crazy and that later on I must have done it myself with a circular saw. In another still shot, she says, my prayer is that maybe if the judicial system won't make him explain this, at least he could explain his child some reason for this because mom has no answers. And then she shows a picture and labels sawed cutout holes and a sawed cutout piece. At this point, she has gone back to her garage and on the screen, she writes, I always have receipts to back up what I say. I would never have gone through all of this profanity and made myself poor and had to sell my home and had to move out of my home and voluntarily got a divorce. Never. I was on the Inc. 5000 list of the fastest growing companies in America before all of this profanity started. He told me that I dreamt up all of the stuff and that I willed it to happen. That's on audio recording if you're curious. Like I said, when you're telling the truth, it makes it a little easier to speak. I don't know what I was afraid of with not talking. I guess it was the fact that I'm currently being sued for a million dollars for talking, but bring it on. I'm not lying. I never lied about any of this. I don't want any of it to be true more than anyone on the planet. 
This is where the tile upstairs, that's the rest of it. So the pieces that you see upstairs, this, it was cut in half, the slivers upstairs. There's no reason that all of them should be here, but yet slivers of them are upstairs. This safe was in this tech room right here, up against this wall right there. Look at all this cord. That wasn't here before. Monitors. Hopefully he leaves all that. This is our new, newly cleaned garage. I've never seen it this clean in my life. Everything's still plugged in and working. At this point she has on the screen, he keeps saying that he put boxes of stuff from our home in the garage. No. And she's showing around the garage to show that there are no boxes in this garage. However, the defendant had multiple garages and this is only one of them. Definitely no boxes in here and there never were boxes in here. It is sick, but I just want to tell you, um, it is not easy. <laughs> to upload these videos because it just makes it like real and I don't want to cry right now because I'm more mad than anything but it is I had to watch it back with you and, and I had to act like this whole time that I was okay and then I was like at this point he's at the dear lease and he writes on the screen that her son and her had been living in a hotel for a while before this and had spent Christmas in California without him because, again, the sketchy stuff was going on and I couldn't explain it. But he was so quick to offer to let me have a New Year's Eve party at the house. I never intended on having a New Year's Eve party. I just wanted him out of the house so I could pack my stuff since he told me that we were going to have to sell the house now. As soon as he said that we were going to have to sell the house, I knew that him having an agenda was true. I had, he was being really nice to me, which I thought was very weird. And he was always like, oh yeah, I'll go to the dealies. Like, no problem. <laughs> he even like, I have a video of him like cleaning the, um, cause he says he has COVID at this point, right? At the dealies, he has COVID. <laughs> and I have a video of him like cleaning my um, office doors. Like he did it on camera, of course, where you could see him like Windexing the office windows to get the COVID off. <laughs> At this point, she has on the screen, he comes home January 2nd and I have a moving truck outside. He tells the police that he never said that we were going to have to sell our home or that he had already found an apartment. The apartment part is important later. Take a break and just try to breathe and relax. Okay, so the reason I'm posting this stuff is because uh, things are getting crazier on my end. It, I don't know if, like, stop crying. I don't know if... Justice will ever be served, but if something happens to me, I didn't do it to myself, and I just want y'all to know that. I would never. I love my life. I love my son. I love Jesus. I love y'all. I love my family. I would never do anything to hurt myself. But also, I'm very scared, and they just keep telling me that unless he hits me, they can't do anything, so I'm going to do what I know, and that is to tell people the truth, and I will never say anything without receipts. So anybody who's protecting him right now, shame on you. I made breakfast casserole and I'm up at seven o'clock eating it and it's so freaking good. Like, I don't even know that many people that come eat all this. Like, what am I going to do? I'm going to bring it to the warehouse and just tell people when you pick up your order, I'm going to give you a little dollop of breakfast casserole too. So that video where she's saying she's up at 730 in the morning and she's made breakfast casserole, that was directly after 
the video of her crying and saying how scared she is and how the police have told her that unless her husband hits her, there's nothing that they can do. And that if anything happens to her, that her husband did it. And that is a very serious accusation, a very disturbing statement to make, especially considering the fact that none of what she has said or accused us of is true. Her husband would not have planted bugs in her attic so that he could listen to us and then relay information back to us so that we could write it on the troll blogs because we had never written anything about her on any platform negative in any way, shape, or form. All of this is made up. And so now she has spun this narrative so far that she is accusing her husband of potential attempted murder. And then directly after that, she posts a story like nothing ever happened. She's up in the morning, she's made breakfast casserole, and then she shares her video again, praying the truth helps someone one day that we watched in the prior episode. And then she makes the following Instagram story. I'm so sorry, my phone died. It's probably gonna die again, so I need to stay off of it. But uh, I was like in the middle of a great video and my phone died, so I'm so sorry. We can chat later on tonight. Um, right now I got a bunch of errands to run and then I have two pallets coming in today and I'm very excited because tomorrow is box day. You know, it's crazy when you have to think to yourself, John, I go spray tan or go buy my old house first because if you go buy your old house and some popped off, you're going to get upset and you might cry. You don't want to cry after you spray tan. Like there should be laws against this stuff, you know, like there should be an easier process than this hell you have to go through. So she posted a series of very bizarre stories, made some very, very disturbing and horrific allegations against her husband, who she is going through a divorce from. And then following her pattern to a T, she is trying to sell something. She says it is box day. I have said in prior episodes that I really did not think that this narrative could get any crazier. But every single time I say that, I am proven wrong. And this is no exception. This is, I think, the worst allegation that she has made so far. And as evidenced by her stories, just hours later, she's going to her home and deciding whether or not she should go there first or she should go spray tan because if she goes to her old house and then she cries, it might ruin her spray tan. So hours earlier, she is afraid of being murdered by her husband and is telling the entire internet and her following that if something ever happens to her, that her husband murdered her. And then she's concerned about whether or not she should spray tan before or after she visits her old house because she doesn't want to cry and ruin her spray tan. And through all of this, her followers still go along with her false and defamatory narrative. They are still encouraging her and still sending her messages of encouragement and praying for her, which only fuels her even further. And so, like I said, those seemingly innocent gestures that people made towards her in an effort to be kind to her have fueled her this entire time and now have fueled her into literally accusing her husband of potential attempted murder that if anything happens to her, he's the one who did it. And this will not be the only time that she says those things. This is just very disturbing. And what's even more disturbing to me is that none of this stuff was ever taken down by Meta. The defamatory videos are all still there. Nothing ever happened to this Instagram story. And all of this has been allowed by Meta for the defendant to get on Instagram and Facebook and defame not only me 
and H, but also her husband and his best friend. And the list will continue to grow on and on. And I do agree with the defendant in the last statement that she made. There should be laws against this stuff. Next time on False and Defamatory. Can you say why they sued you? Because I told you all this stuff I'm talking about right now, which I don't stop talking about because it's all true. It's already been evidenced that she doesn't really respect the law or the retraction letters or anything like that, that her court is public opinion. Except for in a civil court, you don't have to prove none of that. It's just 51% preponderance of evidence. Is there a 51% chance it could be that person? So that's seemingly what she's thinking is going to happen when we get to trial. That she doesn't actually have to prove everything. She just has to convince everyone that there's a 51% chance that I did all of these things. Nothing that the defendant has said has made any sort of logical sense, nor does she have any proof of anything because she's lying. And so I couldn't wait to get in front of that jury. It's very indicative of how reckless she is with what she says and negligent she is with what she says because she will just say things flippantly and then just act like it's no big deal. Once again, this is in my community. That is the Sam's Club that my family would go to. And so that is just embarrassing because truly, no matter where I go, I would have to wonder, is someone looking at me and realizing who I am? There are plenty of people, creators, business owners, who operate an internet business without defaming people. So this notion that this is her job to get online and talk about me, talk about age, talk about her husband, and that's the only way that she can make money is quite ludicrous because there are plenty of other ways that someone could make money and earn a living. You know, it sounds nuts till you till I whoop out my binders and you're like, whoop not playing. And I'm the only one with proof in this situation. In her sworn deposition, she had just admitted that she had no facts to base any of her allegations on. So once again, she cannot claim that it's all true and produce no evidence. As long as he knows and she knows that I will never stop talking about this or stop trying to pursue justice. We can either tell the truth about what you did or you can just deal with me talking about it forever and showing little bits of proof that just make it not where you can't undo it. The reason that no one is confessing to what she is saying is because nobody did those things. Nobody did them. She invented it in her brain. When an attorney has to review that, they are going to charge you by the hour. So if she just would have stopped talking, then her attorney's fees would not have been so high. She knows that she can incite her followers no matter how crazy the story that she tells. Someone says, guys, defendant sometimes says the same story more than once. It's always the exact same story. She couldn't keep it up if they were lies. Hashtag the truth will set you free. And that is disturbing because she really does have her followers believing all of her lies. That person commented and said, I suggest you do your research, which is pretty interesting because these people that are commenting and attacking this person for questioning this GoFundMe have not done any research of their own. They are only listening to what the defendant is saying. And the defendant has been spreading lies for over a year at this point. It's disgusting. It's absolutely atrocious. Ugh. Like I even looked up like how to be a judge because this cannot be okay. Okay. 
The False and Defamatory podcast is hosted, edited, and produced by me, Crystal Wrighton, with music by Harry B. Ragsdale, who also serves as my audio engineer. First and foremost, I would like to thank my guests who generously shared their time and insight with us. I would also like to thank my husband, my mom, my children, my therapist, my attorneys, and trusted friends who walked with me through this process and made this podcast possible. Being able to finally speak the truth is incredibly healing, and I appreciate you listening more than I could accurately express. If you would like to continue receiving my latest episodes and stay up to date with my content, please subscribe to the False and Defamatory podcast on your preferred podcast platform and follow False and Defamatory on social media with the handle at False and Defamatory. Links to False and Defamatory social media as well as my blog can be found in the episode notes and on falseanddefamatory.com. Listening to the False and Defamatory podcast is free on most platforms. However, if you prefer a video podcast or would like to see the documents discussed in the podcast shown on screen, you can subscribe to my Patreon where you will enjoy these benefits as well as early access, bonus content, and ad-free listening. The defendant spread her false and defamatory claims to hundreds of thousands of followers for more than two years. My goal is to share the truth so it can reach each person who heard her lies. By sharing this podcast, you can help me achieve that goal. Your support means everything to me and helps me reach a wider audience. So please hit that subscribe button and share this podcast with those you think would benefit from it. Thank you again for sharing and for listening. All social media posts referenced in this podcast were included in the evidence in case number 096 321-678-20 in the 96th District Court of Tarrant County, Texas, where the jury unanimously ruled in my favor on August 24, 2022. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the False and Defamatory podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by the guests are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the view of the False and Defamatory podcast or Crystal Wrighton. Please do not make any attempts to reach out to the defendant or her followers. Names have been redacted to protect the privacy of the defendant and her army of followers who commented on her public posts. The unanimous jury verdict has not only provided me with justice, but also allows me to share my story. The purpose of this podcast is to share the truth and to provide educational content regarding defamation and social media. If you have any questions about this or to view the documents discussed in this episode, please visit falseanddefamatory.com.